Earthlings from the Prisma Dome Lunar Colony on Earth Moon Luna. It's your two space chasers, Anita Ace, Queen of the Moon, and your jester to the Royal Court, Zed Mazar. We broadcast to you every week to share the coolest sounds in the solar system. We also like to share our culture with you and sympathize with your sufferings there on the prison planet ruled by pseudo-humanoids. Time to snap out of the trance the schmoogloid replicants have put you people in. Yes, this is a wake-up call you requested. Happy to be of service. By the way, Two Space Traders is a work of science fiction and any similarity between the scenarios we present and actual so-called reality are purely coincidental. You bet. Just figments of the symbolic imagination. You see, the difference between life here on the moon, where we're free to think and do whatever we want, as long as it doesn't really hurt anybody else, and the highly censored and oppressed surveillance state on planet Earth, where the corpsters want to force themselves into your body, well, it's our two different planetary religions. Our lunar religion is called snarkism. We believe in the cosmic giggle. <laughs> the primary imperative in snarkism is to first achieve psychological and physical health. We strive for mental balance through equal use of both hemispheres of the brain. Now on Earth, the people only value the left brain because that is what is useful in making money, buying and mm -hmm. selling, diddling around with gizmos, earning meaningless certificates by jumping through hoops, manipulating the physical world while you are being manipulated, and outwitting the suckers. The so-called education system force-feeds rote memorization over the understanding of meaning, mm. which leads to a robotic, pointless existence. On the moon, we are much more into the arts than Earth people are. Lunar people are highly cultured, aware of what is happening in all the arts. The arts are right brain. They are about meaning and symbolism rather than surface facts and literal information. 
We don't rank people here by how much money they have in a rigged system. That is what quantitative left brain cultures do. We seek balance. That's why Anita is queen here. She talks around like that. She reigns over a culture where the arts flourish. Artists actually get paid and are respected and are not screwed over by the businessmen like they always are on Earth. Why, they're respected just as much as business or science professions are here on the moon. And every queen needs a cheeky chester to make fun of the stuffed shirts and the creepy replicants and to take lunar music to the next level. Well, it's my honor to be <laughs> your cheeky jester, oh, my yeah. queen. And that expresses very well how music is so vital to us. Mm -hmm. It is as vital as food and water, oh, yeah. because mere existence is not worth living. We constantly enrich our lives with music and musical animals like birds and crickets. The situation on Earth is different, of course, where the pseudo-humanoid world government is trying to stomp out music altogether. I guess Emperor Gil Bates is not a music fan. No, he's a soulless pseudo-humanoid. Mm -hmm. Remember the Blade Runner empathy test mm -hmm. for humanity. Only humans have empathy. Replicants don't. Empathy is imagination. It's putting yourself in the place of another. So any entity with no imagination, no right brain, is inhuman. That's how you tell the pseudo-humanoids and the clones and the ones who sold their souls to the devil from real people. On a future show, we should try to explain the religion of snarkism in detail so that our friends understand where we are coming from. But we are not interested in imposing our religion to anybody else. The way that Silicon Valley imposes its strange religion of political correctness on the people of Earth. We don't evangelize. No, just the opposite. Mm -hmm. We are esoteric. We might not tell you what we know, even if you ask. <laughs> we don't come to your door with the whole multimedia presentation and push our way in. But I agree that we should share more of our snarkist religion with our audience so that they don't think that we are conservatives or something just because we criticize silly commie valley censorship. Conservatism is about going back to the past. We are interested in the future. Right. People might think, if you're censored off of Schmool, why don't you just get on Parler or Gab? Well, those are conservative sites. And conservatives aren't into music or the arts. They're into business and money and families and children and cars and stuff. They're into gardening, too, which is part of snarkism. But it's all left-brain stuff. It's about the technique and the food, not the meaning. They're uh, sort of backwards. They think the worst thing anybody can be is weird. They hate novelty and strangeness. Conservative video sites don't even have categories for music. All they care about is news and politics. If conservatives like any music at all, it's the lowest forms of music, like heavy metal, country western, folk and blues, the kind of stuff you hear on the Alex Jones Show. 
that stuff is okay, but it's entry-level music, and the more advanced stuff is better. Who wants lower culture? If the rare culture conservative likes classical music, it's always the old stuff, pre-20th century. They hate advanced music. Their minds are just closed to anything more adventurous because it's weird. <laughs> well, who wants any part of that mindset? Conservatives were the original censors. And they would be censoring our language right now if they could. They think businessmen should be telling those weird, irresponsible artists what to do. Make them do commercial stuff so we can all make a lot of money. Beethoven thought just the opposite. He thought the only purpose of business was to make the arts possible. They drive artists with integrity into poverty because they don't see the value of art that's not done for commercial purposes. Greedy, materialistic, uncultured people are threatened by that. So they let artists starve, like they're doing on Earth right now, because live music has been shut down by Gil Bates and Big Pharma and all his little stooges. We still have a thriving music scene here on the moon with artists from around the solar system playing a variety of clubs in the Milky Way strip. We try to keep you informed of the top 10 tunes in the solar system. Musicians from Earth are usually much more popular here than they are on Earth if they are creative and accomplished. The music never stops here and we can't get enough of it. We are sorry to hear about the biological warfare and pharmaceutical oppression on Earth. We feel your pain. So the best thing we can do is share some love and good music with you. Although the pseudo-humanoids don't approve of that. No, they are big time party poopers. They just want to piss on your parade from their penthouse balcony. They just want to chemtrail you from the luxury Learjets. They just want to blow massive farts in your elevator and get off at the next floor. They just want to let their red dogs poop on your front porch. So this next song should put the pseudo-humanoids in their place. Yeah, we have new listeners out there and we want to play our long extended piece that introduces us and our adventures across the solar system and through time. To our audience, it's called Sleaze Invasion Suckanization, and it makes everything perfectly clear, so listen <laughs> up, you mooks. But you reptilians can take a hike. And you vat-grown clones, you just get back to your toilet swimming. And you herds of snurds can keep checking your phone and walking into walls. The credit card banksters are trying to turn you all into snurds mm -hmm. by forcing the few of you who don't already have them to get spy phones. You can't buy online anymore in Europe thanks to the EU unless you have a security app on your phone or tablet that you can only get from the Chinese companies Crapple and Schmoogle. Yeah, they have the monopoly on it. So your credit card data is now going to big tech corporate networks and China. I'm sure that makes you all feel much more secure now. 
we don't use smartphones here on the moon, so we won't be buying on the Earth Internet with credit cards anymore. I am sure other means of payment will evolve to thwart the corporate pseudo-humanoids. So let's avoid the bankster goon patrols along with the big farmer hit squads and the herds of snurds. I am wearing my snurd <laughs> repellent today and we feed big tech trolls to the giant Venus flight traps around here. Well, enough of this tomfoolery. Here is our song, Sleaze Invasion Suckinization. I stopped in the middle of the sidewalk on Sunset Boulevard and stared up in amazement. The sky from horizon to horizon was suddenly filled with flying mile-long hot dogs, complete with bun. The pseudo-humanoids were Dadaists, all right. I looked around me in shock, but nobody else in the street even noticed, being preoccupied with staring at their phones. I began to wonder if some spook had slipped a hallucinogen into my morning morning coffee, but later I learned that the ones who drink the tap water can't see the ships. Soon the giant purple cockroaches and the baby blue tutus started appearing on the streets, walking upright and wearing crossed ammunition belts loaded with syringes. The people didn't seem to think that this was anything unusual, but they did think I was weird because I didn't vote for the roach dictator, watch the hypno screen, or drink the drugged water. Soon I had no friends and nobody would hire me, so I pretended to be a tube head and blended in with the group they were taking aboard a flying hot dog to use as organ donors. And I took over the ship with a can of insecticide. I hijacked it to Germany where I write these lines. Nobody here has heard anything about this, but the purple cockroaches are on their televisions too. Of course I knew about this in advance and came to this planet at this point in time in order to observe and interact with this very event. But I just didn't know the details of how it had played out and hadn't been prepared for the utter weirdness of it. I was born in the year 2150 on the dwarf planet Ceres, the largest celestial body in the asteroid belt. My parents were humans from Earth who emigrated to the asteroids to escape the blanket of mediocrity imposed by the pseudo-humanoids after the takeover of Earth. My father was an orbital hydroponics engineer, and my mother was a mycological microbiologist. They were fully individuated humans called integers, part of the new evolutionary breed that was immune to the hive mind control and existed outside the hive. Things had become very uncomfortable on the earth for free will integers, so my parents joined the scientific wave who colonized Mars and the asteroids, while the artistic creatives established the lunar colony in partnership with a number of extraterrestrials. 
We lived in airy, phosphorescent caves on Ceres, where my parents grew every kind of plant and mushroom. I spent my childhood exploring the dark oceans in a mini-sub far below the ice cap. There were perhaps a hundred colonists in our immediate area whom we saw from time to time. All were scientifically inclined integers. I was the first artist to develop from our loose colony. I started playing the aura in my early teens, which was a magnetic surround field that you played by touching different areas of it, 360 degrees, which triggered quantum synths in a MIDI-like sequence. A musical performance on aura was also dance, performance art, poetry, and synthesized vocalizing. I got pretty good at it and would perform for gatherings in the colony and attract girls, which kept me doing it. I was dreaming of moving to the lunar colony where the truly cosmopolitan interplanetary scene was the epitome of everything cool. Ceres was a great place to live, considering what it was like on the Earth, but I felt trapped in the farm community. I found their mindset to be extremely limited, despite the fact that they were all integers and had the rare ability to think for themselves. They were uncreative and unimaginative, and I was bored. I wanted to break through the visionary scene at the Lunar Colony, so I just kept applying for a music visa until one came through. climb to the surface and listen to Ultronica radio from the moon under the stars while we hunted wild snow mushrooms. It wasn't hard to find them. They glowed in the dark. I was thinking about the Venusian dream flower nectar and how I would drink it on the moon someday soon. Music would take me there. I could feel it. closed the airlock and walked out around the crater rim. There was a full Earth tonight and the entire lunar surface was illuminated with an eerie blue glow. I had decided to take a walk out to the force shield in the dazzling Earth light, which cast sharp shadows over the sparkling sand and listened to some music on my helmet speakers. It was the file that Misa from Ceres sent me for the show. The first thing I noticed is that it rocked hard and was danceable, in a funky, spacey sort of way. We needed some dance music at the Eclipse Nectar Bar, so I had mentioned him to the Neptunian girls. Those bands from Iapetus and Chiron made some trippy sounds, but you couldn't really dance to it if you only had two legs like us, and not six like them. Zaza could book Mizar into the Nectar Bar and bring him over in the cargo ship from Ceres, since we import mushrooms grown in the Syrian caves on a regular basis. 
stumbled upon a couple of Venusians doing the horizontal boogie out beyond the crater rim, which didn't surprise me since the light of the full earth is so intoxicating. I got used to all the public sex on the moon long ago. I smiled at the young couple as I bounced by. I saw the supply ship from Galactic Ganja coming in for landing and the spaceport down in the crater and waved at the pilot, my friend Buzz Gonzo. Interplanetary commerce was a wonderful thing, like interplanetary dating and romance. I cast a final glance at the full Earth as I headed back inside to do the broadcast. Prisma Dome Lunar Colony was a revelation to me. This was the interplanetary level, the big time. Aliens from a dozen worlds were everywhere. They were part of the colony. They did business there. They came and went at the dark side spaceports. The founders of the colony were psychedelic visionaries open to strangeness. So they were soon approached by a number of races who were interested in trade. The aliens provided exotic technologies that protected the colony from the Earth government, and the colony was able to remain free. Liberating technologies like free energy, anti-gravity, and 3D manifesting were unleashed, while enslaving technologies like smartphones, television, and bioengineering were curbed. No censored silicon spy mind control networks suck that. I had a gig three nights a week playing at the Eclipse. On the weekend, big name bands from Ganymede and Titan played, expanding my musical mind into dimensions of sound above the beyond. I got a part-time date job running the bikini wax booth at Dr. Schmeckelhan's Hypnotic Breast Enlargement Clinic. Yeah, and I hung out with aliens and hit it off well with the Venusians, who were raving anti-gravity party maniacs. I lived through the bloody necrophiliac clone rebellion. I fought against them and the mutant rat dog infestation. I have booted more than my share of yappy rat dogs off-world. I got to meet Anita Ace and we became good friends, night crawling the clubs. Since the Prismadome colony is in the borderland between the bright side and the dark side of the moon, there is no day or night, just a perpetual weird twilight. On the bright side were vast fields of galactic ganja growing under glass, our main export. We would often set off into the dark side, where all the action is in a Venusian saucer or one of their 57 Chevys. We eventually got the Bolshevik shysters together and toured the asteroid belt and the ice moons of Jupiter. All kinds of cosmic shit went down. We had saucer crashes and got sucked into negative universes and transcended hyperdimensional vortexes. All part of the gig for a 22nd century traveling band. When we got back to the moon, I recorded some of my best songs inspired by our visionary experience on 
dozens of worlds. We were guests at erotic parties given by Neptunian sex artists, and we met cool ETs through the Interplanetary Dating Agency. with the time travelers from Saturn. They had set up a project to go back into Earth history in an attempt to shift the timeline into an alternate reality and establish a different future for the planet, one that bypassed the pseudo-humanoid takeover. I couldn't resist the opportunity to go back in time to late 20th century Los Angeles, just previous to its incorporation into the Neo-Aztec Empire, because I always liked the popular underground music of that period. Both Anita and I volunteered to go when we were trained to be chrononauts. the pseudo-humanoid invasion firsthand. They seem to be from the planet Frisco in the yuppie douchebag galaxy. They got kicked out of the galactic core for snooping. They're reptilian snakes in the grass and insectoid hive mind dark creepers with scheming rat-like lawyer brains and bankers' mechanical hearts. Their leech-like propensities and lack of humanity made them very suitable for the banking industry, as well as the music biz and big pharma. The hacker resistance carried on the fight against them. I see the giant upright purple cockroaches in their tutus going into karaoke bars trying to be cool, but they don't make it. They have no soul whatsoever. They do bad Elvis impersonations and then masturbate in the elevator. I see them in Beverly Hills bistros delicately dining on pickled fetus livers in aspic. I hear them cheering the business suit pink cockroach messiah on television in front of the un-clacking its mandibles while world leaders clack and return and fawn. I see the goon squads holding pedestrians down while they stick them with needles. And I see them butt-raping citizens on the sidewalk and giving their wallets to Wall Street insurance surgeons. <laughs> Don't turn your back on a pseudo or drop the soap, baby. The traumatized citizens are emotionally involved with their phones, hugging them like teddy bears, watching reruns on them while driving and big elephant tears run down on their cheeks, checking their email while being butt-raped. Yeah, all these purple cockroaches on TV, all these snakehead cops driving around in cyber tanks, doing roadside proctology and asset seizure. This is the massive succinization process perpetrated by the pseudo-humanoids on a thousand worlds, resisted only by the coolest and the brightest. Well, I guess that kind of leaves out all these fucking tap water tube heads around here, I said.
evident, Anita agreed. Only the Z-heads had any semblance of a clue. All the Robumbinoids, the Chuzzlers, the Poop Snackers, the Crank Snarfers, the Spooky Sphincter Sniffers, and all the Discombobulated Cheese Whackers, they were fucking doomed. As the Venetian girls say, gravity sucks, but sex nerds rule. So we decided to go mess with the pseudo-humanoid yupsters in a big way, open a huge can of whoop-ass. It was the least a space rasta samurai on potent hallucinogens could do. The snake roaches were inflicting mediocre brain-dead unplugged music on the tube heads. So we unleashed Ultronica music that made the invaders twitch with rage. They hate creativity. That's why they run the music biz. Then we teleport back to the moon to do our creative work and hit the clubs. Ah, sweet home Luna, where my permaculture gardens flourish and where the corporate culture of mediocrity is conspicuous by its absence. Yeah, no Mickey D's. No earth religion of polemical corruptness to enslave the minds of bozos. No bozos. A dozen interplanetary races live in harmony without earth spook community organizers to sow dissension. They get immediately detected and sent back to D.C. on the next garbage scow with their little red books stuffed where the sun don't shine, baby. No snakes in the grass on the moon, just these goddamn mutant GMO rat dogs with stainless steel teeth running around in wild packs eating rocks and cars and shitting radioactive piles of green spaghetti. Yeah, thanks a lot, non-sanito schmoogle, for cooking these little monsters up in your genetic recombo labs and then dumping them here on the moon when your Frankenstein experiment got out of hand. Zeditation from the future and we do it to counteract the mind control and maintain our uplink to the higher dimensions. We are trained to zeditate daily in order to immunize against the hypnobeam satellites and to navigate the higher dimensional control systems where stupefied hive minds cannot go. This is not the guru drivel that blanks out the mind, quenches passion and makes you passive. I get a constant stream of creative downloads, which keeps us ahead of the uncreative roaches and reptoids. They're predictable. We're not. That's why the pseudos drug the water. It calcifies the pineal gland and cuts the drinker off from the higher dimensional control system. Then they're dead meat. You won't catch us on the corporate feed. We drink pure water, grow our own organic food and medicine, and create our own culture. Through sedation, we are telepathic, which enables us to bypass the snooping of the hive mind surveillance state. 
so we project our minds into the 18th dimension and travel through halls of dazzling light into vast realms of radiant prismatic multidimensional geometry beyond space-time. The music there is indescribable. We often chill on a neon cloud and just listen to the music while the cosmic wheels turn in perfect synchronicity. The post-cyberpunk stuff still dominates the charts these days with a lot of rebellious attitude. Yes, we are solidly in with the post-cyberpunks. The number 10 song in the solar system is Google Sucks Dogs by the Rabbit Amadillos. Not to be confused with Google Sucks Rhino Schlong by the Rotating Hyper Nerds or Google Sucks the Air Out of the Room by Big Boner Cavalcade. Well, number nine is Senior Intubation Prophet Boogie by Dick Doctor and the Diaper Wipers. Number eight is Hot Silent Lookie by Gaius Balta. Number seven is Diddling Kitties in the Park by Beijing Hunter Nose Candy. Number six is Naked Mascal Crisco Orgy by Sons of the Jack Officers. Number five is Hairy Balls for Breakfast by the Cali Feminist Ambulance Chasers. Number four is Planetary Exit by the disgusted pedophobes. Number three is You're Not Sticking That Needle in Me, Motherfucker by the evil Nazi corona denier anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorists. Number two is Cancel Culture Cockroach by Zuck and the Butt Sniffers. And the number one song in the solar system is Frisco Commie Crackhead by Frisco's own DJ Dump Truck. So Dump Truck does it again, huh? Yes, his second number one song in a row after the massively popular Pump Thump Data Dump. He played the moon not long ago and really killed it. He dressed like the Red Hot Chili Peppers in nothing but a tube sock. He's quite a weenie wagger. Yes, he was seen all around the colony wagging his weenie. And man, he had that chorus line of dancers who all look like Schwarzeneggers bumping and grinding smeared with Vaseline in their paisley adult diaper and nipple chains. What a show! Well, 
We gotta hear it now. Here's the number one song in the solar system. Frisco Kami Crackhead by DJ Dump Truck.
place at the Free City, oh, with Marilyn Manson on the stereo. I'm proud to be a snitch, my girlfriend's a bitch, she's following Marina, I'm proud of it. I'm highly educated at the universities, with 26 degrees from the Red Chinese. I worship Chairman Mao and the devil every day. of the moon where we roam the craters hunting for escaped robot televisions. The purple rain has the red amanitas in bloom across the hillside but so far there's no sign of the sneaky artificially intelligent television sets. That's right, AI TVs are hunted down like dogs as fugitives by citizen militias here in the lunar colony. Hostile mind control devices are not allowed on the moon. Why, these days the AI in the Medusa Hypnotube is so devious that if you look at it for more than a second without these cool mirror-shaped goggles, you completely lose your identity and get sucked into some sappy, soapy sitcom unreality show drivel or something. Or even worse, MTV. Oh, no! You lose IQ points by the minute. Oh, no! <laughs> well, I hear this new Gamma model we're hunting is especially sneaky. Yes, I heard that it escaped from the practice range. They took out the AI and set it out on the range for the target practice. But it had a secret backup AI and it got away. They say these new Gamma models can roll at subsonic speeds. Wow, mm -hmm. they're fast and have secret AIs in them. Well, let me explain to our listeners that we commonly use televisions for only one purpose, and that is for boot-throwing target practice after we destroy the AI unit. Because you have to be very quick to whip off your boot and throw it hard with great accuracy here on the moon because of the wild packs of mutant chihuahuas that can show up at any time. It's getting so you can't have a flea market around here anymore without the yappy red dog pack sweeping in and snapping at your ankles with those razor-sharp stainless steel teeth. That's why we wear these dinosaur hide boots with zippers. They're tough, but you can whip them off fast and hurl them at oncoming rat dogs who fear our mighty boots. But we practice throwing our boots at televisions because it's very satisfying. It is so satisfying <laughs> to whip off your boot and hurl it with tremendous force at some bloviating, lying politician windbag on the tube huffing and puffing or, or else some money-grubbing preacher or some flatulent, sniveling pontiff or something. It's just like whip it off and boom! Boom! Out goes the line. You got that right. Yeah. Well, I think I need to clean my goggles. I can hardly see in this shitstorm. Look out! Behind that fake uh, moon rock! Uh, oh no! The TV uh, jumped in front of Zed and hypnotized him! I don't have my goggles on and it's flashing at me! 
everything's daytime, sud-sucking, two-bed couch potatoes, it's time for your daily dose of those flaky weirdos, those smart alecks and wise guys who scoff at our sacred cow pies, those brainiac, acid-damaged, propeller-hit, tinfoil-hat, paranoid, we all love to hate here on Focus on Freaks. And now for your host, she got junk in the trunk and plenty of bunk, it's Oprah Springer. Welcome back to Focus on Freaks. I'm your host, Oprah Springer, and our guest today is weird, insane music artist, Zed Mizar. So, Mr. Mizar, do you believe in these strange science fiction conspiracies you write about? Oh, weird, 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 super freaky. <laughs> Beg your pardon? We humans have this thing called a sense of humor you may have heard something about. I understand you claim to be an alien. I don't claim anything, but my parents were humans from Earth, and I was born on the Ceres asteroid colony in 2150, believe it or not, where they fled. So technically, oh. I am from another world and definitely from another time. And your parents were some kind of genetic freaks? They were integers, which is a genetic mutation now taking place in humans. It's just like uh -huh. nature evolved bacteria that were resistant to antibiotics. Uh -oh. Humans have evolved that are immune to your hive mind control and the, hum the, the hypno tube doesn't work on us. So you have this paranoid conspiracy theory that giant cockroaches rule the world through TV flicker hypnosis? Uh, could you clack your mandibles a little louder? I can't hear you too well. <laughs> And I love the way you have your antennas done. You'll look so surprised. I don't drink the tap water so I can see you as you really are. Why are you racist against insectoids? I'm not racist against insectoids. Some of sure. my very best friends are insectoids. Why, the wasp people who live in the Cloud City hives on Ganymede are good friends of mine. It's just that you roachinators never evolved much of a music on your planet. Just a few simple sounds. You're more interested in counting beans. That's why you like folk. Music is the only thing bone simple enough for you to understand. Well, I think I like unplugged acoustic music because it's organic and natural and healthy, not unnatural and inorganic like those bloops and bleeps you play. Well, do you even know what music is? No, but I know what I like and what I don't like. Well, what you mean is that you don't know how to think or how to listen. You just have a collection of prejudices ah. that you picked up from some other know-nothing so you can categorize things into your own little system of prejudices and write them off without even listening to I them. I don't like electronic music. I like natural organic music. You see what I mean? Actually, music is sound waves in the air spreading Gosh. out from the sound source like ripples in a pond. It doesn't matter what you use to start the vibrations or what it's made of. All music is sound waves in the air, so all music is organic because air is organic molecules vibrating. However, the only music that is natural, that is music that doesn't require technology is the unamplified human voice along with bird song, whale music, insect music, and so on. Acoustic instruments like violins and acoustic guitars, they don't grow on trees or fall from the sky. They're machines that have to be built, so they're not natural. 
Acoustic music is not natural. An acoustic piano is a machine, just like a synthesizer, computer, or electric guitar pedals. Well, I think acoustic music is more healthy than loud amplified music. Well, you know, a lot of it is, and I hate music that's just too loud and trying to pound you over the head with sheer volume and yeah. too much bass. And there were those experiments where they played plants in a greenhouse symphonic music and they grew better. And when they played them heavy metal, they grew twisted and stunted. Well, duh. You know, like if it's a pedophile serial killer, doesn't matter what kind of instrument they're using, the songs they write are going to be sick and disturbing because the source of that song is sick and disturbing. You know, it's it's the source, it's the person who's writing it that makes music suck, not the kind of instrument they use. So when you get an evolved composer like, say, Steve Reich, who uses electronic instruments along with acoustic ones and doesn't draw the line between them like you do, the music is inspiring. But the folk singers are not threatening. They are poor and dirty and downtrodden, always begging, passing their head, they are so cute. Yeah, well, rochinators like you prefer your artists poor and weak so you can feel superior to them. You should... You should have listened to your mother and been a car salesman, you dirty little hungry musician, you starving artist, you. You should have listened to your mother. Yeah, well, that kind of music is so dumb and simple, you don't even have to think. You just have some sentimental response. That's why our music is loud and high energy. We're not there to be drowned out by bozos talking on their phones or play background music for political discussions. We are there to dance and party. And you've got to fight for your right to party these days. So, so. You know, they aren't coming up with many new acoustic instruments anymore. So if an artist wants to explore new sounds, it has to be electronic. That's where the future of music is because that's where the new sounds are being created. Roachinators like you just want to keep hearing the same sounds over and over again until you die. And so you never have to hear a new sound again. It's too hard to concentrate on strange music. Well, it is if your brain's been damaged by MTV, that's for sure. You know, you got to get off the tube and the tap water and the psych meds and the corporate feed and your brain just might come back to life. You know, IQ scores are falling everywhere along with male sperm counts. And the stupid bone simple music is part of the dumbing down process, like sitcoms and institutional brainwash. So you have this paranoid idea that there is a conspiracy against electronic music? You know, if all you have is to call somebody insane every time they bring up a fact that you have no answer to, it just shows how weak and pathetic your little delusional world is. But the conspiracy against electric and electronic music has been going on since it developed on this planet. Mm -hmm. You remember the acoustic purists who expected Bob Dylan, who was still heavily influenced by his hero, the communist Dust Bowl oaky folk singer Woody Guthrie, to keep being their folky messiah? But when he saw how they treated his electric musician friends at the 65 Newport Folk Festival, how they were anti-electric music, which yeah. Dylan wasn't, he just played acoustic because he wanted to be like Woody Guthrie, but he wasn't against electric music like they were. And they were so close-minded and ignorant and so superior. You know, he, he saw them as they really are, and he gave them the big middle finger salute by playing 
filling his set with an electric band, causing them to boo and call him sellout. He just turned his back on those people and never looked back, just like all musicians should. Because these people are political bores who ruin music with their tiny little prejudiced minds and try to stomp out all the new development and creativity. It's the Ministry of Sonic Conformity. These acoustic purists have been trying to tell musicians what instruments they're allowed to play all along. And it's the usual suspects, like like those behind the dumb-down. So you think these acoustic purists are still conspiring to limit your creativity? Isn't that paranoid? Well, one of the ways they try to limit my creativity is to call me insane, just like you just did. No. You know, this is the hive mind brainwash that nobody believes in anymore. So sorry, nice try, but I don't. I know how that psychological warfare works. Uh, can't you do anything but call me names? I could if you weren't such a roach folk. Well, I bet your school marm university professor never forgave Dylan for going electric, He betrayed right? us. He sold out. Oh, he betrayed us. Get Ooh. over it. Yeah, the acoustic purists became university professors. They taught their students that the last good music was Joe Baez or yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mary. I like John Denver and Cat Stevens. You know, you would. You look just exactly like a John Denver fan. <laughs> well, I'm more of a Joni Mitchell, Leonard Cohen guy myself for that kind of stuff, you know, for the few occasions that I want to listen to that kind of stuff. But, yeah, the uptight, small-minded, acoustic purists are still around. These party poopers need to take their adult diapers and colostomy bags and get out of the music business so we can get back to dancing and having a good time to some cool sounds. The past is dead, baby. We need something new. So you are one of those insane mystics? We travel through many dimensions in the future, space, time, and others. I've seen dimensions of radiant, fractal geometry and colors there are no words for. Science law sounds like an interesting psychotic delusion of a drug out psychedelic hallucination. There are glowing mushrooms taller than me on series, and everyone has tasted them. There is no overbearing control system there trying to keep everyone in a low state of consciousness. I would offer you a whiff of my uh, galactic ganja, but it would be wasted on a rochinator like you. I don't eat drugs, I have television. You need drugs more than you will ever know. What I need is a GMO roach burger with hydrolyzed fetus sauce and some dark meat tacos. Well, would you like a pig vomit shake and french fried gopher guts with that? How about some styrofoam buffalo chips, a Velveeta spam dog, and low-calorie plastic aspartame wafers while we drink beer-flavored chemicals and watch the pooper bowl? Aren't you a paranoid? conspiracy theorists? Well, of course, mainstream media prostitutes like you have no credibility after your long history of deceptions and cover-ups. After Roswell and the ongoing UFO cover-up, the 60s assassinations, 9-11 and all the fake terrorist attacks and false flags, all the biased propaganda, nobody with even half a brain believes you anymore. We never did. You corporate hacks will sell anything they say. Like politicians and professors, you are a professional liar and brainwasher for the CIA. And it's an honor to be insulted and smeared by plastic pseudo-humanoid phonies like you. Well, there you have it. Zach Mizar, delusional space cadet as a damage case. Earth to that. Come down to the official reality when the buzz wheels off. You're certainly interesting.
Twisted Way, a worthy subject for Focus on Freaks. See you next time with another amusing weirdo. <laughs> yeah, well, I got your amusing weirdo right here. Suck on this. Focus on Freaks. It's super freaky. Ow. 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 Well, it looks like we got you two out of there just in the nick of time. It's Buzz Gonzo. I saw that you two had been sucked into that AI TV horrible daytime show, so I quickly whipped my boot off and hurled it, setting you free. Thanks, Buzz. It's always the best policy to throw the boot at the television first and ask questions later. Why, that thing was getting ready to attack me, but these lightning boots of us I had installed on the very best. You know, I used to be a tube head once, but I kicked it. My brain has almost completely regenerated, although the deprogramming is still in process. We were all dudes at one time who believed the prompter readers, but we threw the boot, and now we are stepping out in style. So throw the boot today! And yeah, can I buy you two a drink at the Eclipse Nectar Bar? Wonderful, let's go! Let's go! Let the joyous news be spread that the wicked old witch at last is dead!